are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and next to me is my trusted companion, John Jones. What's up, everybody? Today, we are joined by someone with many talents. A writer, a podcaster, a wrestler, a valet. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on here. Um, Sarah the Rebel, or if you are a watcher of WoW Women of Wrestling, Razor. Sarah, how are you doing today? Uh, it's morning, so I still hate it, but I think in an hour I'll be like, yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Sarah and I uh, came to talk to each other in a very uh, odd and kind of hilarious way. Uh, Sarah, if you want to talk about that. Uh, sure. So, um I saw a tweet, I got tagged in a tweet um, from someone I'd done a podcast with before, and he was saying, um, uh, this isn't true, you know, I've done podcasts with these three people, and they wouldn't have done it if they weren't glad to, or if they didn't enjoy doing it, um, and I was like, whoa, I really don't like someone just putting, first of all, putting assumptions, putting words into my mouth, I really don't like that, but second of all, Fun fact, I don't like doing podcasts. I don't do them because they bring me joy or they make me happy. I do them because that's part of the job of being a wrestler. So, you know, I took everyone else off the tweet and I just let them know, like, hey, just like an FYI. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, I don't like people putting words in my mouth. And, um, and, then me, and totally, <laughs> yeah, me and that guy are totally fine. He got what I meant. I got what he meant. We were 100% cool. And someone decided to screenshot our interaction and post it with some other tweets that made it look like I was like saying something bigger, like something bigger yes. was going on. Absolutely. When, yes, when nothing bigger was going on, it was me and a person being that. That was it. But right. anyway, so you and I met when um, I happened to see some weird responses, like people would tag me into things. Yeah. Um, throughout the day, because I think that tweet with the pictures of the screenshots got like 700 likes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the original uh, post was someone saying, uh, and it wasn't even a wrestler, it was someone saying, oh, you, uh, if you're a fan with a podcast, uh, just know that wrestlers hate you. And, yeah. and right. like very clearly to me like bait so like in right. my tweet i was even clear i was like yeah. i'm not this is not me saying i agree with that statement this is this is separate from that i'm saying this and uh but people you know they want to see what they want to see so suddenly I'm, I'm just getting bombarded with all these people like wow how could you dunk on him like that what a, and i'm like whoa what the like i was not dunking on anybody like, you know, I, it just really caught me by surprise because I say horrible shit all the time. Uh, <laughs> so this, where I actually wasn't even saying anything horrible or mean, uh, this was the thing that went viral. I was like, okay. Um, so anyway, one of the conversations, uh, we started talking because um, someone basically said, like, wow, she hates fans or something like that. And yeah, we, we like, did, but somebody, somebody who was talking to us right. said, oh, she sounds like a you know, some type yeah. of derogatory female. I believe name. it was the C word or something like that. It was a bad really? word. I, like, I don't, it was something mean. You don't say the C word, man. That's how you get blocked. Uh, or, or like banned. 
I would know. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, and and we started talking, and we were. It was great to like actually talk to someone through an an issue instead of like because a lot of people who have different viewpoints, even in 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 a minute, uh, you know, or a minute thing. A lot of people don't are not open to conversation or trying to see each other's points right. of view. Uh, we live in a world where you know this is my opinion. That's it. Um, if you don't have the same one, you fuck off. So it was really nice to be able to interact with you and and uh, uh, put what we thought was going on to bed and uh, you know ha have a longer conversation and that. That was that meant a lot to me as a person because, you like I said, you don't see that a lot. That's kind of how I look at, I guess, the whole situation. If anyone, not that anyone would ever notice this, but literally no one who has ever heard me speak out loud had an issue with my tweet because right. anyone who's ever interacted with me or spoken to me knows how I talk and gets the cadence of how I talk and would have known that's not her going off on this guy. That's not her being mad at this guy or anything like that. So I, I, to your point, that's like kind of the thing I said to some lady, she was like, ah, oh, this young woman could have chosen to be kind. And instead she did this. I'm putting her on the no contact list. And uh, I hit her up and I was like, hey, like, you know, that's a thing to say over a tweet. And she tried to say, this is the internet. Everything you say can block. I'm like, hold up. If this is the internet, then literally everything I say can be taken this way. You need to think about the way you're perceiving what people are saying. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all making our own decisions and ideas and assumptions about what people are saying. And no one, like you said, no one's to take the time to have a conversation. Hey, is this what you meant? Is this what you were saying? Why did you say that? You know, any of those things would be more helpful than just dogpiling and and honestly if these people really cared about that guy they wouldn't have been retweeting the tweet that like supposedly made him look so bad right, right. they didn't care about that guy they probably they, they, they probably never about. heard of him they probably never went to his channel they probably you know mm -hmm. they, they just and they just want to get in on the action a hundred percent so somebody can like their tweet for one day right. and then forget about them again i try not to like perpetuate stereotypes but you know the original post came from one of those accounts that has a wrestler as the profile picture so <laughs> you know <laughs> right i get what you're saying uh -huh. yeah so <laughs> i i uh through research i like to um take questions that you've already been asked and build on your answers so because i if someone comes here who already knows who you are I want there to be new information. Um, but first, I want to ask you, um, since um, you were and are a podcaster, I believe, still, um, what would your advice be? Um, well, I guess the biggest thing, so I actually did just get out of podcasting. There's no telling if I'll be back again. But that was the other thing that was really funny about this whole situation is I've had like four podcasts. Yeah. Uh, but the, the issue is, so I was just reading the latest article and it said, if you have 24 downloads of your podcast, you are in the top 50% of all podcasts in America. Okay, so what does that tell us? It tells us that podcasts are oversaturated. There are yeah, so yeah. many podcasts out there right now that if you can even have 24 people 
watching, you're in the top podcast in the nation. And so I guess my advice would be to really think, do you need your own podcast right now? Or would it be better for you to collaborate, either joining with other folks in their podcast, joining a network, you know, finding a way to kind of um, like, are you saying the same sorts of things? Who can you team up with? I think the more people can team up and try to not have brand new podcasts saying very similar things. I think right. that's going to be the way of the future for podcasts to survive personally. I agree. Yeah. Uh, um, we've, we've tried to join a network, but then it, it died. And then we've, we even tried to start a network and, it was tough. People say, oh, yeah, 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 we'll be a part of it. And then two minutes later, you never hear from them again. So, <laughs> but, I mean, we, we love collaborating. We, I mean, we have um, lots, of, lots, lots of, of, like, Twitter friends. I, I consider them friends, YouTubers, like other podcasters. Um, people that we try to bounce ideas off of and have on each other's shows and stuff. We do that stuff yeah, all the time. Yeah, promote each other. Um. But yeah, uh, yeah, you had a lot of podcasts. Uh, WWF, uh, you're on um, After Buzz, right? Yeah. I watched an interview with Thunder Rosa. You guys did last night, um, and I did watch another um, interview you did with. Uh, it was women on wrestling. I think it's called "We Love Wrestling." Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, and I am going to tell you straight up, I had no idea that you were biracial. Yep. None at yep. all. I don't look at it at all. Yeah. No, it's really funny, and it's awkward to bring up. So I try, like. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Not. I don't mean by you. I mean for me when right, I have to. Right. Bring it up. Sometimes because people don't know that I mixed, they'll say some offhand shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. And then I have to be like, um, <laughs> right. So, uh, so it's really funny, but yeah, I just recently on my Twitter shared a picture of my first cousin. Um, she's actually the exact same kind of mix as I am. Her dad is a white British guy. And my mom is a white British lady. And, um, it, it's funny how similar we look. Um, but so I guess it, it's kind of like runs in the family. Uh, but yeah, I always like to say that my dad ran out of printer ink because my oldest <laughs> siblings are like three are black, and then my next one he's half Filipino, so he's brown skinned, and then my two half German ones are light brown skinned, and then you get to me with no no melanin whatsoever. So right, like, ran out of ink. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Um, uh, it was just a shock because it, it, you said in the interview, like, uh, before you cut your hair, people would know you were something. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, so you love storytelling. You love storytelling in wrestling over everything else. And I remember listening to uh, how you got into WoW. Uh, you... You were in Japan watching Stardom. Uh, a friend messaged you of the writing position. Uh, after a, an attempt or two, they contacted you back. You got hired for a while. And eventually, you asked to be uh, uh, seen as a wrestler. And uh, go ahead. Because uh, that's where it gets 
pretty interesting because the uh, name comes up. Yeah, so um, Selena Majors is there, was the trainer there, the head trainer at the time, and you might know her as um, Bambi from back in the day. She's a little more known out in the East Coast, I think. Um, but she was uh, talking with David McLean, and she told him, she said, we got to let her audition because if we don't let her audition, she's never going to know. She's always going to wonder what if, what could have happened, what could have been. And, uh, you know, he trusted her, so he said, okay. And, yeah, I mean, I fucking killed it because that's what I do. Hell, yeah, you did because uh, fucking Razor's awesome. I watched the three vignettes, uh, and I, I loved it. It was it was badass. Um, so the vignettes that are on my YouTube channel, they had asked us at WOW, they asked everyone, hey, can you make a little video about your character in their everyday life? And, uh, you know, nobody else has as, well, maybe one or two people have as awkward a character as I have. But like, <laughs> hey, David, I don't know if you know this, but in my everyday life, I am not a gang leader. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I cannot paint my face. I have no idea how to paint my face. So, but I decided, you know what, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. So I hit up my friend Adam Murray, who's a director out in L.A. And um, I said, hey, I have this idea. Can I pitch it to you? How much do you, would you charge me to make this happen? I hired the makeup artist from WOW, who, who is my favorite makeup artist. Her name is Liz. And I asked on my Facebook group, I said, hey, do I know any girls who would like to be a part of a girl gang for a day? And I got like 50 responses. <laughs> like Everyone wanted to be in a girl gang. So, yeah, we like filmed that on our own. Like we raised the money for it. And I wrote the script and my friend Adam directed it. And I think it came out awesome. Yeah, uh, my favorite my favorite line was "Say hello, Psycho Sisters," and they all just went "Hello, Psycho Sisters." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, they are completely under her, under her," and I love it. Um, so back to the storytelling. Uh, well, you also said that Wow is the company that you would that you wanted to land in, uh, and that's awesome that you uh, are in it. So. Um, speaking of storytelling, uh, I remember listening to something where you said that the story between China and Eddie Guerrero really hit you because Eddie looked at her like everyone, or let's just say Jerry Lawler looked at every other female on the roster and that really spoke to you. And I thought that was fantastic. I think China... You know, uh, I'm really looking forward to the documentary coming up on Vice. Um, China doesn't really get her flowers. And um, whenever I hear a female wrestler or a wrestler in general talk about her, I, I, I'm very happy because we don't forget, you know, we, as much as they try to repaint history, uh, we don't forget. So, um what other storylines um, in your viewing history of wrestling really stood out to you? Um, and what storylines have you been involved in that you have enjoyed the most? I would say uh, another storyline from my childhood I really enjoyed was uh, Steph getting kidnapped uh, and being used for dark things. Uh, as a child, it was 100% into that. Uh, that was like 
such compelling stuff to me because I love fantasy. Right. I love like swords and sorcery and magic. So this was like a blend of two things I really liked, wrestling and that like kind of fantasy element. How traditional is that? The princess getting kidnapped and used for dark purposes to be saved by the hero. I mean, that's traditional storytelling right there. Yeah, so, yeah that's when um, Stone Cold kind of became more of a hero than an anti-hero. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was good that stuff. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. And what about uh, personally? So personally, my favorite storyline I was in was um, slightly based on real life. So I had started dating a wrestler named Tyler Bateman. He's in Ring of Honor now. Um, but before dating me, he was dating a wrestler named Ruby Rays. And um, when I quit wrestling because I had a back injury and I like took a referee seminar with Marty Elias, I like um, tried managing people. I tried doing commentary. So um, I don't know if it was just good timing, but around that time, Santino Bros started a manager class. And so I signed up and I'm going through the manager classes and near the end of the manager class, Eli Everflies there and he's like, hey, so um, who were you thinking that you wanted to manage? And I said, Jake Atlas, he's now with NXT. Right. But Jake Atlas and I had practiced together a few times and I was like, I know I can elevate Jake to the next level because Jake mm -hmm. has all the talent in the world, but he come, sometimes would come off as not having all of the confidence when he had to speak. But mm -hmm. he got more confident when he had a crew. And I think that's why you actually, if you watch Jake on the indie scene, you would see he often had a crew with him. Yeah. Um, but this was right before that was really a thing. He was teaming with Lucas Riley from Aerial Instinct. But I was like, Jake Atlas, that's who I want. And Eli was like, what about Tyler Bateman? And I was like, oh, no, that doesn't make any sense. Bateman is an amazing speaker. He's, you know, he's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. Like, what could he possibly have a need for a manager for? And then, um, like, Jake burst out laughing. And he's like, well, that's who they want you with. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean... I'll, I'll do whatever, you know, I need to practice and become a manager. So I'll, whatever you guys want. So then I found out what they wanted to do with it. And I was a hundred percent on board because they basically wanted to make us like the edge and lead a bullshit. So we, <laughs> Bateman was going to betray Ruby, who was also like part of a squad he was with. He's going to betray her. I was going to come in and help. And then we were going to just rub our romance in everyone's faces. So we became like the most hated heels and had to go through hell and back with Ruby all these matches um, to finally like get the good outcome, of course, which was that she eventually takes me out, takes him out, you know, and re regains her her um, respect or whatever. But it was just awesome for that to be my first story to be in and for it to be a real story. Because on the indie scene, it is really rare to have places telling stories at yeah. places multiple shows and Santino Bros does it and if you guys haven't checked out the Santino Bros YouTube to watch some of their shows you should because their storylines are freaking awesome I love them yeah um I'm I'm familiar with some of the graduates from that school like you said Jake Atlas I remember watching him on PCW Ultra before he got into NXT and Brody King I believe came from Santino Brothers. Yeah, he was part of that storyline as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, you did talk about the fantasy genre, and uh, I know your favorite movie is Conan, and you love Xena, and that's what attracted you to China. Uh, so um, what has been 
Um, speaking of fantasy and storytelling and wrestling, what did you think of Lucha Underground? I loved Lucha Underground. Um, my boyfriend is Ricky Mandel. He was Ricky Mundo in Lucha Underground, if that tells you how much I love Lucha Underground. No, I'm just kidding. That's, that's unrelated, but funny to me. That's, that's um, hilarious. When I first saw Lucha Underground, I was like so hooked because it was what I really wanted, mm-hmm. which is a real blend of cinematography and, and wrestling. And they could kind of go further even than the WWE's storytelling because they were willing to really like shoot scenes. Yeah. And, um, and make enough, it otherworldly. Yes. To make a whole nother world, to have this mysticism, to have gods and magic involved. And, you know, like my boyfriend was possessed by an evil doll. And, you know, like, he, and he actually has his own evil doll now out if you watch him on the indies. Um, but I, it was exactly my kind of thing. And actually, wow, I feel like is a bit of a success. I know now Lucha Underground seems like it's coming back, but for a while there, oh. wow, kind of the spiritual successor to Lucha Underground. And like, we had that combination of vignettes and storytelling and bits of otherworldly stuff and also re- like really good solid wrestling. Yeah, I I want to get into wow. I, I hope it comes back and I, uh, I want to find a way to watch it because I, I, I didn't have a way to watch it because it's on access. Right. So that's the problem with, with wow. Or sometimes people be like, Sarah, I can't find any of your matches online. I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Access TV took down every wow match that anybody ever put up. Um, OVW switched my matches over to their, um, proprietary, um, uh, network that they had for a while. Hood Slam and Glam got all their shit taken down by the YouTube cracking down on, um, music. And I'm just like, Literally everything I do, nobody can watch. It's like the saddest thing ever. But um, it's I watched a I watched a match you uploaded recently uh, from Versus Pro Wrestling. Yep. Uh, I just uploaded that. Like, yeah, <laughs> this week. Yeah, I watched it last night, and um, I thought that was really good heel work. Really, Thank really you. good heel work, and uh, especially with uh, the guy you came out with. I don't know yeah, if he's. That's Ricky Mandel from that's really Mundo. he looks much different. I guess it's the facial hair because because <laughs> Lucha Underground wasn't he like baby faced because Johnny Johnny was baby faced I think no I think he had the beard and mustache and Johnny did too he just had a it's, really big bandana like this and yeah. he had his hair down which he doesn't wrestle he doesn't do that with me he always has his hair in a bun that's it like when you yeah. guys entered the ring. And you like kind of straddled him, and I was just like, "Oh man, what assholes!" <laughs> and we do the opposite when he's wrestling, and I'm the one managing. Where I'll lay down, and he'll straddle me, and it just gets people going, and we love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that my competitor is Jen Thomas. She was actually in the WWE way back in the day. She was the original Karma, I believe. Oh and, wow. Uh, yeah, so we planned a match that would kind of more um, hit on her strengths. And so I was really proud. It might not be everyone's cup of tea because we're not doing a whole bunch of shit. But like like you said, the point of the match is the heel work and wanting her to do something, anything. Yeah, and right. Then- like when she finally punched your boyfriend in his face, you know, I was like, finally, Jesus. Yes. How many times are you going to let – and how stupid are you, referee? Like you, you let this happen like four times, like – Listen, I'm very distracting. It's not the referee's fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Your Instagram is one of my favorites. Uh, well, 
But um, so like we talked about WoW, and the creator of WoW was the creator of Glow. Did you like uh the Netflix show? I hated it. Really? <laughs> so I was really excited to watch it, right? Because the costume looked amazing. The whole neon bright color scheme was exactly what I wanted. Unfortunately, this show is a comedy, and it's cringe comedy. And I don't enjoy comedy. I know that's a crazy thing to say, but I get, like, um, uh, secondhand embarrassment. So every time she got embarrassed in that show, I would feel as embarrassed as if that shit was happening to me in real life. Okay? I get that way sometimes with, like, curb your enthusiasm. Feel. Yeah. Like, I couldn't handle I couldn't enjoy the show at all. I was too busy being like, uh, no, uh. And then, personally, I don't think there was enough wrestling in it. And uh, I watched it with a few other uh, girls, and, and the women who liked the show were actors. They were all my friends who were trying to be actors or improv girls. And the women who didn't like the show were wrestling fans and wrestlers. So I, it was like, I didn't feel that bad for how I felt. I'm happy the show got made because it got more people to be excited about women's wrestling again. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was very disappointed that I didn't like the show. It was, I, I guess there was comedy, but I felt there was more drama. Is um, uh, between the two main characters, and uh, if you went further into the story, like um, they dive deeper into uh, the girls' personal lives and issues, and it, it was it was good. But I understand. I feel I you. So I watched the whole. I watched the whole season, first season. Yeah. Because I had to for my podcast, and then I was like, "Thank God that's over." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. In hindsight, I I I liked it when I was watching it, but in hindsight, I can definitely see where you're coming from with how cringy some of the comedy was. Um. Everything that happened in the ring was kind of cool, but like. <laughs> Now, have you got? I'm going to give a recommendation for everybody listening. There is a movie called All the Marbles. If you've never seen it, it is about a women's tag team and, and wrestlers. And um, it is freaking awesome and kind of more what I would have yeah, liked. I don't, I don't think I've heard of that one. Yeah, a lot of people it. haven't heard of it. Google it. There was a movie made about women's tag team wrestling back in the day. I try to find every wrestling movie I can. I can't believe I never came across that. Well, look it up, watch it. Y'all message me once you've watched it. Let me know yeah. how you feel about it. Everybody listening, please go watch it. It's freaking amazing. Go Toledo Tigers. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, what other promotions, outside from WoW, uh, do you feel does the storytelling right? Because I, I, I heard, uh, you know, you, you've talked about Japan and, and like Lucha stuff where you, you don't really like the reality based in like hard strong style or look at how many moves i can do stuff you like the stories so what uh current companies aside from wow do you feel is doing that well i think impact is doing an awesome job with storytelling yeah with with not being afraid to get weird no i love that i love what they're putting out um for sure as soon and as i saw razor I immediately wanted to see a match between you and Rosemary. 
And Rosemary is awesome. That would be a fun match. Um, yeah, so that would that would be who I would say. I think Impact is doing storytelling right and doing women's wrestling right. If you look at their card, almost every show yeah. they have, there's more than one women's match or there's a women's match, but it, there are women managing, there are women doing other things, there are women having vignettes. You know, I think there's a lot of companies that could learn from that. Yeah, um, and they really started the women's revolution in in uh, the West, in my opinion. Um, so, speaking of uh, stories and uh, other promotions, uh, what what wrestlers uh, would you want to get into feuds with? Who do you think you could work well with or tell a great story with? You know, I had, so I always struggle with this question and I had finally come up with an answer and now you ask me that and I can't remember. <laughs> and now I can't remember who. Um, there's a wrestler, Maserati. She's just, for people who aren't from the West Coast, she just was on Ring of Honor a couple times. So you might have heard of her now. Women but, Wednesdays. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's somebody I love to work with because she's like me she has a character and she 100% knows who and what that character is it's kind of unfortunate ring of honor is having her wrestle as a face which is her weakest form so if you're enjoying what she's doing in her weakest form you're going to absolutely love her if you can ever catch her on any other show because as a heel she is just uh phenomenal and and playing around you know when we do training together and stuff um and we've had a match or two together. Like, it, there's so much more that we could do. And uh, especially with the whole oddball thing, you know, um, our, our characters are very different. They're both heels, but they're completely different heels. And so I think that would be a really fun story to tell. Um, especially because she also has um, a boyfriend who wrestles. So we can even get the fellows involved at some point. And well, that seems honestly, like everybody does. <laughs> I, I really want a tag tournament of couples. Me, Ray Lynn, That'd be Sam so Adonis, cool. um, that peanut butter guy and his frost lady girlfriend. I mean, Sam Adonis is uh, from here. one of our yeah. homies. Well, like, and, and Ray Lynn was like, Yes, I love this idea because we, I know Ray Lynn from WoW. Um, but like, there's so many wrestling couples or just even tag teams that are male and female. We yeah. could, you know, Doomfly, like, we could have Doomfly, bro. Yeah, get a uh, so, uh, facade like, and Danny Moe in there. Yep. There, there's a, there are a ton of us, enough to have a tournament, mm -hmm. enough to have several tournaments. That'd be really cool. Jonathan Gresham and Jordan Grace, mm -hmm. they're one of my favorites because... Nobody can beat them, though. They can't enter. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're both just so strong. Yeah. Jay Lethal yeah. and every every girl he tried to hit on in, in backstage. You know, like, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I like to throw in some weird shit sometimes. Uh... So, um, last question I had, like, prepared was, yeah. uh, if you had your own promotion and you had control of who was on creative, uh, and, uh, who, who would you hire to be your writers? Uh, since you do have a writing background and you love fantasy genres, uh, and, what wrestlers do you think could help bring out what you would want to put out there? Um, I would do the writing myself personally because uh, I have so many stories that I want to tell. And I feel like a lot of people get trapped 
into things that don't really matter. Uh, even I feel like even WoW falls into this trap sometimes where they'll tell us something like, oh, well, this person can't lose. And I'm like, okay, I know this has been a thing. WWE has made this a thing. Oh, this person, we're trying to make them strong so they can yeah. never lose a match. Let me tell you something. 90% of fans would forget that they lost a match by the next week. Yep. Like, it's not, you know, you can tell that story much easier. You're making shit harder for yourself. So given that so many people have these, I personally feel outdated ways of telling stories. I would want myself on creative because I trust myself and it's my company. Um, as far as people I'd want on there, there are people who are now getting picked up everywhere. So like Trisha Dora, Maserati, um, Miranda Alizé. Um, I would want, uh, there's two really big girls that I feel like haven't been picked up anywhere and I don't know why. And those are Estrella and Freya. There's some big monster looking girls, six feet tall. I definitely want them on my team. Um, almost everyone I have ever seen at Glam's, like Katarina Waters, if she'll still wrestle, Dark Sheik. Um, you know, I, it's... We love Dark Sheik. If you... Uh, well, unfortunately, they took most of the episodes down, but, like, Glam was kind of the closest, I felt like, to the energy of WoW, yeah. where it was, here's... You guys can do whatever you want. You can have serious wrestling matches. You can have silly wrestling matches. You can have magic or not magic. You can, you know, it, it, we were given a lot of free reign and almost everyone chose to be wild. <laughs> like, that's kind of what, what, those are the people I want. The people who were given the choice. You can do whatever you want. Or like, I'm going to be wild. <laughs> and I'm going to turn the floor to lava. Like, those are the people oh, I yeah. want on my, my show. Nice. Yeah, I kind of expected you to say yourself, uh, because that's what I would say. Um, oh, yeah, that's what anybody would say, I think. Yeah, but then then you got to think about, like, you know, if she loves fantasy so much, maybe she cho chooses, uh, you know, a fantasy writer to be around or, you know, whatever. Nah, because I also write fantasy, so I'm, I'm a fantasy writer, too. There we go. Got awesome. it all in the bag. So what's, uh, what are some of your favorite fantasy things aside from Conan and Xena? Um, well, as far as books, um, I have so many. Um, Tamora Pierce's series uh, in taking place in Tortal, Steve Erickson's Malazan Book of the Fallen, um, Jacqueline Carey's Kushiel's uh, Legacy series. So I really love fantasy books. That's like my main source of fantasy that I love. Um, and then I just recently watched, uh, I keep calling it the wrong name because there's an old movie called Blood and Bone. I believe it's called Blood and Shadow, Shadow and Bone, Shadow and Bone. There we go. Shadow I keep Bone, calling yeah. it this old uh, movie that I used to watch on TV all the time. Anyway, um, I freaking loved that little series. It's on Netflix. It was awesome. Um, Willow. Willow is one of my favorite movies of all time. The Red Sonja. Um, also yeah. one of my favorites. I don't care if it's bad. I love it. Uh, yeah, I love um, the never ending story. Yeah, never ending story rules. Like that just uh me and my mom just they just put up all of the extended versions of Lord of the Rings on HBO Max. We spent like the last weekend just watching that all like like in, in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Like it was awesome. They're coming out with an anime. So. Are they really? Yeah, that's cool. Which I'm old enough to remember the old anime where he was actually Native American, like he was supposed to be. Anyway, no, I love the Lord of the Rings series, and uh, my boyfriend hasn't seen them. And so I bought the full set, and it won't play on my PlayStation 4. I think my Blu-ray player has finally uh, given oh. up the ghost. 
So I'm happy now it's on HBO Max. Yeah. He has, he doesn't get any of my jokes. They put, <laughs> um, what I like. Yeah, the the like normal versions and the extended versions are both there, so you got to be careful. You got to make sure that it says like parentheses okay. extended. I'm gonna make him watch the normal version first because as much as yeah. I like the extended version, I feel like it's a lot for somebody just died. Let's find uh, out if he's long. Like, you know, what I the mean? extended version of Two Towers is almost four hours long. Jesus, it's insane. When when I saw the runtime, I was like, oh, how much more could there be? <laughs> Very thick. Yeah. <laughs> What what did you think about the end of Game of Thrones? I hated it. Um, a lot you know, of I was did. a lot of people did. I'm it's, a ugh. I'm a reader, so I read the books, and I was kind of trying to hold off on the later seasons of the show because I didn't want to spoil it for myself. But then I was like, you know what? This man hasn't written in like ten years. I'm just gonna watch the shows. Yeah, and it's made me not want to read any of the books now. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know if. If that's exactly how kinda, he's going to yeah, make it. And he's been kind of transparent about how the show has deviated from the books entirely. At the end. Like, okay. uh, like what they did. As, as a fellow author, let me tell you something. I read the author's note at the beginning of the third book. And yeah. I said, oh no. This man does not want to write anything else. Yeah. It's like, why, <laughs> why start it if you're not going to finish write it? it. Right. Yeah. Um, I I actually kind of liked it. Uh, I didn't like how they did the Nerys because I was behind her for so long, and then you were behind a crazy bitch. She's been crazy this whole time. She melted people. She locked them in things to suffocate. She didn't listen to anyone who gave her advice on hey, maybe don't use this demon witch to do you know bad shit to your husband. I'm sorry, I never liked Daenerys ever. And in the book, she like she's fine. Whatever, but like I, I get why people get behind her, but she's been crazy <laughs> the entire time. So the people yeah. try to be like, "Oh, they made her crazy." No, no, no. Please go back, <laughs> watch the episodes. Well, what what exactly was did you not like about the how it ended? I didn't like that we never got the answer about the the King of Night. That we basically like they invaded. We don't know why. We never found out what was up with that. Yeah, and the children, um, I, right? Right, like. All like that went out went out the window right like there was no answer i didn't like that that final battle was was shot so darkly also because i literally had to stand up so that entire stupid. episode same same yeah to like be able to see what was i get that we want it to be dark but it needs to be clear we need to be able to see it um there were some statements made by some characters that were wacky as hell i didn't like that we tried to give a redeeming arc to jamie and then sent him right back to die in that bitch's arms Exactly. Uh, why? Why make me think that he's decent and then? I uh, didn't like that. I didn't like that. Um, more dragons died. That made me sad. Um, I didn't like that the black yes. death friend had to be fridged. That's such a stereotype. And I didn't like that they did that. Um, I didn't like the. I didn't. I didn't like how they chose the the new king at the end either. Um, but I, I get that one a little more. I think they didn't, they didn't thematically lead up to it in a proper way. But I guess what they were trying to say is, hey, the old way we have done things by bloodlines is stupid as fuck. Let's not do that anymore. Yeah. But to then go around and choose somebody who was a noble and had a blood, you know what I mean? Like, and especially in a, to pick a magician in a world where magic is like 
not really accepted. To me, that that ending made no sense. I was like, why? You're just doing it still. Yeah. You're not making the point you think you are. And (laughs) um, going off of fantasy and looking at... What's this? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that. Um, I took a look at the nerdy but flirty stuff and how it's like a female-led, female-owned geek and gaming site. And I'm a huge gamer. Um, so going off of the game and going off of the famous fantasy, I know you had to have played Skyrim. Did you like Skyrim? So I played Skyrim and got a bug that first got people with PS4s, or maybe it was PS3s, I think. Yeah, I think it was PS3, um, where you your save file got too big, and so it would crash the game constantly. I don't know if you remember this back in the day. No. But so when I tried to play, it was like a big thing that was happening to everyone with the PlayStation. So when I tried to play Skyrim, um, I actually got that bug and couldn't get past it and sold Skyrim like immediately. That <laughs> so sucks. it's not one of my favorites, but Dragon Age yeah. is my favorite series. Dragon um, Age rules. Uh, I really Dark like. Dark Souls. Uh, I didn't like Dark Souls that no. much, but I like. Um, sorry, hang on. I haven't. I haven't been able to play my fantasy games into Dragon's Dogma. I'm like, why can't I remember <laughs> Dragon's Dogma? I really love. Um, I like for sci-fi games. I like Mass Effect, of course. I'm streaming a replay of the Mass Effect games right now because I got Legendary. Um, I'm trying to remember, I, I played a lot of JRPGs when I was younger too. So like Legend of Dragoon and like um, oh, that's my favorite. Yeah, Tim yeah. loves Legend of Dragoon. Yeah, love Legend of Dragoon. So you good. know why haven't they made a remake? I don't. Or, or just a, where's that uh, HD remake? Or just a um, you know what I'm trying to say. No, I don't. Yeah, like, oh, okay. they, they, they put it out again with right. like better graphics. They literally released Okami like three times, and I love Okami. But yeah. I'm like, okay, now Legend Dragon. GTA Five has to... been on every console since PS3. Like, right. right, like give me Legend Dragon. I used to, whenever I was like 12 or like 11 or something like that. I, Instead of like playing role playing games, I used to go into AOL chat rooms and create my own characters and like uh, role play like that. And uh, like I remember when Gundam was a big deal. Like you were I doing spent... virtual D and D before it ever became. I, sp- like, I the, spent a whole norm. I spent a whole day because we were doing a tournament to find out who was going to be the leader of of the Gundam Guild, and we you rolled dice. Like, you said what you wanted to do, but there was a dice thing, and then, That's like... literally d <laughs> Dude, it was fucking awesome. And me and the, the... Me and the last person, we actually had, like, an online relationship after that. <laughs> it was hysterical. There's a... There's an RPG called Lancer, if you haven't heard of it. Um, and it's basically, like, Gundam Wing, but a tabletop RPG. And oh, wow. uh, you can build your mechs like it's modular, like trade out. out, you know, your weapons and your wings and your stru- frame structure, all of that. <laughs> Highly recommend. It's really fun. So are Public. you um, are you a big tabletop gamer? I used to be more of one, but the pandemic has kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I never. Um, I've, I've never properly played D&D, but the tabletop game that I was into when I was in college, actually, um, for a very long time, I multiple times a week would play Shadowrun. Have you ever heard of Shadowrun? Yeah, that's, Shadowrun I know. Is cool. Play Shadowrun. 
So I played the first RPG I played was the Dragon Age RPG, not the game, but the tabletop mm -hmm. RPG. Because I used to work for Felicia Day's company, Geek and Sundry. Okay, cool. And they owned Tabletop, which was Will Wheaton's show where he would play tabletop mm -hmm. games. So we had all these free tabletop games, and they were like, Sarah, take what you want. And so I loved Dragon Age, so I took the Dragon Age game. Happened to be, so in, they have these events called Game Dev Drink Up, where people want to make video games, they meet up, they can network. So I'm at one of those. I'm talking about how I've never played it, but I have this game and I don't know how to play. My friend volunteers this guy. He became my DM for that, for Dragon Age, and for Monster of the Week. For like the next five years, I had like two games a month running out of my house. Um, and then during the pandemic, we played a game with a bunch of other wrestlers, um, including Dark Sheik, Anton, Sophie, Shug, um, uh, what do they call him? Pineapple Pete from AEW. Yeah, yeah, Sugar Dunkerton, yeah. So we, we played an RPG for a few weeks. And then I can't remember what that one was called because it was one. It was a newer one. I hadn't heard of it yet. Uh, but you can find those on Twitch. And then um, I played the Lancer RPG with some friends as well. Nice. And uh, nice. So for my last question, I uh, have to. Saw you recently in a picture uh, with a Dragon Ball Z shirt on. Who's your favorite character? Well, it's Piccolo. Fuck yes. No one ever says Piccolo. I have awesome. I have a Piccolo shirt, and people were like, "Why do you have Piccolo?" And I'm like, "Because he's Cause fucking Piccolo badass. Because he's the best. He's a good daddy, and he's cool. And he actually, so somebody pointed out to me, he's basically, um, he's Rose from Legend of Dragoon. He's like the person who knows a lot, but is just quiet, leaning on the wall while everybody's talking. Like right. that's always my favorite character in like any kind of anime is like the quiet badass. And so that's my. My little piccolo. That's awesome. Uh, what other animes do you enjoy? Um, Outlaw Star was my favorite. You're the only time. other person who knows what that is. You that I've ever talked he has, to. He has this like baby blue Outlaw Star, Star shirt that he wears so much. You have like, an Outlaw Star shirt? He has I've never a shirt. seen shirt. He has T Public. He wears it. The the logo is like all faded and like chipping off. But like, no, it's still in good shape. The Steven <laughs> Universe ones, fuck. Yeah. No, I had the, they were that was my ringtone for a long time. That Lost Star intro. Yeah. Uh, and the outro is one of my favorite songs of all time too. Um, there's another show called Bodacious Space Pirates. Um, that was a really great one. Um, Tangatapagura Logan, which is very I think most people know about that one by now. Um, I'm I started watching um. The newest one I'm watching is, uh, I can't remember the word for it, uh, The Ancient Magus Bride. There we go. I was, like, couldn't remember the word Magus. And unfortunately, Crunchyroll is being a butthead about making it easy to watch. But oh, wow. uh, I really enjoyed the show, so hopefully I can figure out a way to keep watching it. That's awesome. I'm yeah, so happy my, to hear uh, Outlaw Star out of someone else's mouth. <laughs> or fingers, whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, my my favorites, my favorites are My Hero Academia and Hunter x Hunter. Yeah, so I started watching My Hero Academia and I did like it, but once I got behind, I had a really hard time. Like, you know, I'm like that. that well, that's why I won't that, watch One Piece. Like, I I refuse. Shit, that's why I won't watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I watched episode one. I was like, this is awesome, but then like I missed the next episode, and then I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Seven of those episodes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we were going to do it for... We have another kind of, like, podcast called The Gooniverse where we talk about whatever the hell we want. And like, things were, that aren't 
when we were going to, <laughs> we were going to review that and now it's not going to happen because we're we missed the, the bus we missed the boat okay, y'all need to stop being lazy and catch up but uh, i watched <laughs> this episode of loki and that was good Fuck <laughs> yes i watched it last night yeah okay we're not gonna say any spoilers but no. it's more to me it's more what i wanted from a superhero show than any of the other shows have been I won't say a spoiler, yeah. but when he is in a room by himself looking at things, and there's no words, such great acting, Yeah, I almost cried. Like, yeah, it, that it man's a good actor. I don't even good. think he's an attractive man, but I'm attracted to him when he's Loki because he's just that good of an actor. I'm like, ooh, right. I, missed I love it. Right, right, right. Well, Sarah, it was great to spend time with you and talk to you. Uh, if there's anything you want to plug Go ahead. Uh, yes. Please uh, check me out on Twitter. I'm Sarah the Rebel. I'm Sarah the Rebel everywhere. Check me out on Patreon. Um, we have fun events all the time, and we do photo shoots, and it's like a great way to talk to me one-on-one -on -one, um, versus any other social media where I kind of get a little inundated. On Patreon, you are my number one. I'm talking to you. So patreon.com slash Sarah the Rebel. And then you can find me anywhere else that there is a website. Try typing in Sarah the Rebel. If I'm on there, you will find me. <laughs> Thank you awesome. so much for joining us, and it was a pleasure. Ditto. Thanks for having me. Oh, Thank buy you. a shirt. Buy a shirt. <clears throat> that was Sarah the Rebel. Hopefully you enjoyed our interview with her. Check her out on Twitch, Patreon, everything that uh, she has said. Uh, so, wherever That's you it. are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, or night, you have a great one. Peace, love to all of you. Bang!